Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Downloads. For more sermons, please visit our website. We know you will be blessed as you listen. Take care and God bless. Good morning, church. Welcome to this morning's broadcast. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are the head of your church, your body of which we are alive at this time for such a time as this. Thank you that nothing takes you by surprise. Thank you that you aren't left doubting your purposes, but that you are very much in control of our lives and the lives of this planet right now. Lord, we want to take a moment to look, to set our eyes upon you, to look Jesus in the face today. We are being flooded and bombarded by so much news. Some of it is disturbing. Some of it is true. Some of it is false. But Lord, we want to fill our lives with good news. We want to reacquaint ourselves afresh with this wonderful covenant that you have made with us. So Lord, just for these 20 minutes this morning, can we look to you and have your courage flood us where we are discouraged, where your hope can... Fill our hearts where there's hopelessness. We come and say, Lord, for such a time as this, you have raised us up and you knew we'd be living in this generation at this time. No generation has been exactly in this situation. So, Lord, we believe you have grace and you have peace for us and even joy in the midst of the storm. Jesus, we acknowledge that you are in our boat, and when you are in our boat, we focus on the other side. You said we are getting to the other side. So Lord, whatever comes before us, we know this, that our God, the Lord Jesus Christ, our Father, and the Holy Spirit are with us. Amen. Amen. So this morning, what I'm wanting to do is just share a little bit around a, a message with you, and that'll be followed by some more worship. And then right at the end, I'd like to just give you some parting words around some practical things. So do stay with us to the end. I've been before God saying, Lord, there's so many things I could say this morning, so many messages, so many words have flooded me. And I felt the Lord take me back to what was that thing he said at the beginning of this new decade. And an old saying came to mind, don't forget in the dark what God has said in the light. Sometimes we go through hardship and tragedy, we we forget what God has already said, and we're waiting for some new profound word. But sometimes we just have to pause and relook. So that's what I've been doing this week in light of Highway and our community and our church. And Lord, what is it that you have spoken to us? And my mind went clearly back to those four legs of the chair that we spoke about at the beginning of the year. So I want to just briefly mention them again to remind us. And then I want to come in with a different approach, a different perspective on those. So first of all, God has called us to intimacy. That means he delights in the praises of his people. That means he's put in us a desire that says, Lord, as the deer pants for water, I'm longing after you. Do you know that even that desire isn't your desire? The Bible says he gives us the desires of our heart. So 
So if it's not my desire in the first place that's longing after him, then I shouldn't be so judgmental of myself when I have seasons of not feeling a great desire, not feeling like I'm panting after God. It's in those times that I need to say, Lord, it's you that gave me that desire in the first place. So I don't have to take credit for it anymore. Now there's a scripture I want to read to you from Joel. And I don't like just taking one verse out of a story, but forgive me here. But it's a powerful verse and it's one we should be familiar with. In Joel 3 verse 10, it says, Let the weak say, I am strong. Can you hear yourself saying that? Can you hear yourself saying, I am strong? Go ahead, say it. I am strong. Let the weak say I'm strong. There's times we feel weak. There's times we don't feel like we've got the energy to even get to the word of God and, and pray the Psalms over our lives, our family, Psalm 91 in particular. But let the weak change the way they talk. Let the weak say they're strong. Come, I almost imagined I heard an amen in the background there. Was that Mark? No. I want to encourage you this morning, even as I'm preaching, I want to stir you up. Maybe if you're sitting back in your couch now and you're in a kind of an apathetic mood, why don't you stand up? Why don't you say, amen, I'm going to agree with this word. I'm going to speak prophetically and it's your amen as we in agreement around the city in our homes that this word is going to become powerful. Can you say amen? So let the weak say I'm strong. That was the first area, intimacy with the Lord. The second was community. And it says in the book of Acts, in chapter 2, that they met in each other's homes. They were in fellowship. We can't physically do that now, just for this little while. But we are in our homes. And even as this broadcast comes to you, I've been so encouraged. As that early church who, who gave themselves to fellowship and prayer and breaking bread and were together in one accord, who had, had all things in common, that acts to church, I'm seeing in our midst right now. I've been following the, the WhatsApp groups. Uh, I'm a silent participant. But I've been so encouraged to see even some of the chit-chat. You know, be patient with one another. I know there's been a lot of things thrown in and little conversations. I also have to be patient. I also like get an overload. I pick my phone up after 10 minutes and there's 350 messages. But I have to delight. I had to stop the other day and say, hang on. These are people engaging. These are people talking. And, and maybe there's some lonely lady sitting in a room on her own. And she just needs to know she's got your ear. And then my heart breaks for, for those who don't even have access to the Wi-Fi. Let's not forget about them. Let's think about those who, who maybe just are a phone call away. But don't have data. And then there might even be those who don't even have the luxury of a phone. At this time, can we think of them? Even now, Lord, we want to lift those people before you. We want to ask that you comfort them in their homes, where they are locked down, maybe without all the internet and Wi-Fi paraphernalia. And they might just be feeling, Lord, where are you? We pray right now, Lord, you'd show them yourself powerfully in their midst, in their home. Right now, even as we sharing this time, may they be the Feel the encouragement of the Holy Spirit coming alive in the words of the scripture as they read. Amen.
You in agreement with that? Let's keep praying for those people. Let's not forget about those. We don't know what the next couple of weeks hold, but we do know the importance of community and staying together. So that was the second thing that God reminded me that he spoke to us that we mustn't forget in a season of darkness. The third one is the whole area of our mission. It says in Acts 2 as well that the Lord added daily to their number those who were being saved. You see, church, you are part of a mission by being part of a local church because we have a corporate mission that came to us from the head of the body that has apostolically linked us to other local churches that has one purpose on this planet, to see people drawn out of darkness into his marvelous light, to see people that were once cut off and weren't a people of God becoming the people of God, integrated into his body, the family on earth. And even for this short time, this little blip in eternity that we're on this planet, we can make a difference that will be recounted in eternity. Come on, that's a good time to clap your hands and say amen. That's a good time now to say, Lord, we call in the harvest. You have promised that in these last days, there's going to be an awesome harvest, that the glory of the latter house will precede the glory of the former house. So we declare over highway, over the byways, over Etiquani, over South Africa, your greatest days of harvest. There won't be enough time to develop new discipling techniques. We'll have to take what we got and apply it. A disciple one day will be discipling someone the next. It's going to be exponential. There's going to be a catalytic propagation of the gospel. Now, now that's a fancy word that. That just means it's going to, the reaper is going to overtake the sower. Amen. And that's what you're part of. So let the weak sound strong. You say, Steve, I'm not a big evangelist. No, no, stop talking like that. Steve, well, you know, I'm a very sharp person. No, stop talking like that. Let the weak sound strong. I'm living in the midst of a crisis and I've got the answer. I've got the remedy for a fallen world. So be encouraged today. Let the weak say I'm strong. Amen. And then the final one is around the gifts of the Spirit in Corinthians 12. It talks about that we are all members of his body and that we are together form the body of Jesus. And he's given different gifts. And in 1 Peter chapter 4, he says, let every man use his gift according to the grace he's received. You are a gift to the body of Christ. Not everybody is the ear, not everybody is a hand, not everybody is a foot, but you have a part to play in the body in the 21st century that never in before in history was there someone who replaced your exact place. And maybe you've had a little bit of apathy come in and, you know, we've been a bit distracted with this and that. But hey, a lot of distractions are being removed out of the way. There's no Wimbledon this year. Can you believe it? No Formula One. There's not even UEFA. Oh Lord, what are we going to do? Olympics has been moved. You know, I say all that lightly because I enjoy those things as well. But he has a season now that we're in to say, God, why did you put me on this planet? Why am I connected to this community at this time in this place? And my friend, 
whatever you got, even if it's the widow's might, whatever your gift is, whether it's showing encouragement, whether it's serving, whether it's administration, hey, whether it's you ladies serving coffee on a Sunday, kudos to you. Whatever you do, you do it as unto the Lord. And as we all use our gifts, the body comes to maturity. You say, Steve, I don't know if I've got gifts. I don't know if I'm counting much. You know, I got tired and burnt out in my last church. No, stop it. Let the weak say I'm strong. It's for such a time as this that you and I are on this planet. So if you still engage with me, the sermon, I want you to hear from your lips. Lord, let the weak say I am strong. So that's kind of part of the message I want to leave with you this morning. That Let's not forget what God has already said to us. Let's add faith to it. And let's not talk about the good old days and maybe the days to come. But let's talk about these days. You see, you enjoying intimacy right now as a gift that he gave you. He loves your presence because he made you for himself. And we love his presence because his presence is our life. But don't force yourself to try and get into that place. Then we just go back to behavior again. What am I doing to get God's favor? No, what we do is because of God's favor. You see, our experience follows what we believe. And our belief is seen in the words that we speak. So I can't be speaking one thing and say I believe something different. So we do have to change the way we talk. And I have to change the way I talk about my communion and intimacy with him. He's closer than I ever imagined. He's made me for such a time as this. He delights in even seeing me playing games with my children and, and painting around the house and, and doing some of the other things I'm up He delights in everything because like a proud parent watching over their children, he delights in you. And when you stop in those moments and you just say, Lord, you're awesome, you're wonderful, and your spirit is caught up with him. And then don't be a stranger in the community. Keep thinking about your local family and those around you. I challenge you. Send out a message to long-lost family friends. I did that the other day. I got a list of people I haven't spoken to in years. And I sent them just a short, hey, thinking of you, praying for you. I was like flabbergasted how many of them got back to me and said thanks Steve I'm talking about guys some of them I haven't spoken to 20-30 years unbelievers and I got replies from them one guy in particular wrote me such a sob letter I read it to Janet I said this is not the guy I remember I mean he was all like emotional and and and, and I, I was wow God could you be doing something that we're going to look back to and say, that's where revival started? Come on. We all have something to give. We all have a gift. So, thank you for tuning in with us today. I'm going to say something short after the worship. Hey guys, <clears throat> that's been an awesome time. Just, I'm praying for you and uh, 
encourage you to pray for us and for, for Janet and I and the leadership. Thanks to the leaders, you're doing an amazing job of reaching out and staying connected. Really love what I see happening. Discipleship that we spoke about for such a long time. Then also through the life groups and through email, we have um, put out a benevolence fund and an emergency for uh, bank details that people are invited to give into as some families may be finding real hardship just for the basic necessities. And then also there is God's cupboard doing a great work. Thank you, guys. Also, you know, encourage you as God leads you. This is a time to keep the church alive. So we've also got to give sacrificially into the life of the church. But I don't want this just to be about money. But I am imploring on behalf of the leadership of the church that there are folk in the background that uh, also are depending on income, salaries, and to pay the bills. So thank you for your partnership. Thank you for your fellowship. And remember, we're stronger together. Last word, last word. I'm not going to preach now. Let me just say this. This virus is not the last word on the matter. Let me say it again. This virus is not the last word. God's word is the last word. Keep that balance between hearing from God and keeping up to date with important information. But I have a prophetic inclination, whatever you want to call it, prompting, to say this is not going to go on forever, for long. I almost feel like it's going to come to an end sooner than we thought. And a lot of the escalation figures that have been broadcast are not going to be reached. I really believe God is getting the attention of this planet, not by doing this, of course, but by watching people's response and seeing the world take a different stance on many things. That's going to be an open door for the gospel. So be encouraged and love you and see you when we see you.